It's the odd, odd, odd to Newfoundland. Ghostly greetings from your host, Jonathan. 31 days of Halloween. <laughs> it's the end of the world as we know it. Here's a cheerful question How do you think the world will end? Will underground monsters rise against us? Perhaps a giant asteroid will obliterate us and our planet. Maybe nuclear winter will make survival impossible. All fun scenarios, they are. Well, here's 13, okay? This is a list of 13 possibilities about how the world is going to end, from the least likely to the most likely. Number 13, the Jupiter Effect. 1974 book, The Jupiter Effect by John Gribbon, and Stephen Plegman foresaw that the end of the world would come from the alignment of the solar system planets. This would create many catastrophes, such as giant earthquakes on the San Andreas Fault, which would occur the 10th of March, 1982. And because I was born in 1984, that means it didn't work. The best-selling book was wrong, but the future is always uncertain. Perhaps they were off by a few decades. Who knows? Number 12, zombie apocalypse. Well, this is some food for thought. <laughs> See what I did there? You know, the brains, so cute. Weaponized zombie pathogens misuse of microbes and global pandemics helped along by air travel and urbanization could lead to a biological disaster. Experts at the John Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health last year published a detailed report on technologies to address global catastrophic biological risk, which sets out 15 technologies that would help when a disease catastrophe strikes. Although the risk of this type of catastrophe might differ in severe weather, the threat of a biological weapon or virus still forms part of today's threat landscape. And, you know, considering this was actually written, this whole article, back in 2018, it didn't age very well. <laughs> the threat of a biological weapon or virus still forms part of today's threat landscape, no doubt, for that very reason. There are also diseases today that resemble zombie-like behavior, like rabies or sleeping sickness. We all know there are treatments for this sort of ailment, though. But what if a new and indestructible mutation of an existing disease rears its ugly zombie head? It's possible, man. It can happen. How about a subterranean apocalypse? We all know there's life on Earth. So what about life in Earth? Like the plot of the 2002 dragon film Reign of Fire, there could be something sinister underground, just waiting for the time to emerge and wreak havoc on the world. What about giant man-eating worms that try to conquer us, a.k.a. graboids from Tremors? <laughs> that, that movie was awesome. Remember Tremors with Kevin Bacon? That was such a good movie, man. The actual likelihood of this being the end of the world, though, is rather slim. And, you know, you think about it, there's a lot we still don't know about creatures of deep sea. For example, there could be a squad of Kraken slowly making their way up from the depths. And there's proof of existence of 10 kilometers below Sleeval in the Marianas Trench, 10-centimeter single-cell organism called xenophores. These extremophiles may not be a prime example of civilization destroyers, but not akin to giant squid, but anything is possible. Number 10, alien invasion. There are plenty of novels and films that depict aliens invading and trying to supplant us. Some of these fictional stories are said to be allegories for protest against military humongamy. If you believe in aliens, let's hypothesize here. On other distant planets somewhere in the galaxy, there are civilizations that have their own name for humans. Perhaps they call us dingbats. Science has helped us discover life in the unlikeliest of places, such as creatures from the Mariana Trench I mentioned earlier. So it would be remarkable if there wasn't actually life somewhere else. It'd be pretty much impossible. It has to be aliens out there. Anyhow, the likelihood that aliens will swoop in and destroy everything is quite small, though there's a big difference between discovering life on other planets and aliens conquering us. Number nine, the Malthusian crisis. This is something that's 
kind of rearing its ugly head right now, actually. The Malthusian catastrophe is the prediction that our population will outpace agricultural production. Recent advances like vertical farming take advantage of limited space and densely populated urban areas, reducing the potential for this kind of catastrophe. However, our bee population is dying, so we may not have as much nourishing food in the near future. About 100 trillion honeybees exist in the world, according to education website Alcation. It sounds like a lot, but really it isn't, considering we need twice that to maintain our current path of growth as humans. Greenpeace says global bee decline is due mostly to agricultural parasites, pathogens, and climate change. The loss of biodiversity, destruction of habitat, and lack of forage due to monocultures and bee-killing pesticides are threats for honeybees and wild pollinators as well. Now, we still have our wind-pollinated cereal grains, which provide most of our calories, but a lot of fruit and vegetables could not be grown at such a large scale without bees. We'd have to pollinate by hand, which is very costly, and our nutrition would suffer big time. Large-scale volcanism is number eight. Sounds extreme, right? But in reality, large-scale volcanism is a slow process, so we're not going to see volcanoes exploding everywhere, enveloping the world in lava, Vesuvius and Pompeii, you know what I mean? Like, that's not going to happen. But they wouldn't end the world if they erupted simultaneously. Anyhow, the kind of volcanism is said to be the cause of many mass extinctions, extinctions through the years. <clears throat> According to Understanding Evolution, scientists suspect massive fissures and vents in the Earth that continually ooze steady pulses of lava will cause a lot of problems, generating much more lava than explosive volcanoes and affecting vast areas. Now, that sort of eruption could cover millions of square kilometers with lava over a few hundred thousand years. This oozing volcanic activity seems to cause extinctions through secondary effects, though. Not the actual lava itself and the explosion. It's the gas that poisons animals and plants and contributes to acid rain and climate change. However, if the hot lava encounters rocks that contain organic compounds, like coal deposits, uh-oh, kaboom, huge amounts of greenhouse and toxic gases are then released, carbon dioxide, methane, and sulfur as well. The events set off by these shifts in atmospheric chemistry will be completely catastrophic, but this sort of apocalypse would take an extremely, extremely long time to take hold. Large-scale volcanic activity could impact organisms and their habitats at many different levels, ultimately leading to skyrocketing extinction rates. Okay, well, I mean, that's not exactly looking too great, and it's very possible because there's volcanoes everywhere. I mean, look at that ring of fire. Oh, God. Eh, let's move on to number seven. Hopefully there's more hope. Heat death of the universe. Oh, oh, oh boy. Other names include the big chill or big freeze. It's self-explanatory. The universe would turn into a state of no thermodynamic free energy, so it wouldn't be able to sustain processes that reduce entropy. Uh, it's quite complicated. And eh, it's not just the Earth that will end. According to space writer Gamma Lavender, the idea of heat death arises from the second law of thermodynamics. The entropy increases over time in an isolated system. This system being the universe, this system will evolve to a state of maximum disorder or thermodynamic equilibrium. Oh my god, that's so confusing. John, make it make sense. Well, when that happens, every bit of energy is evenly distributed throughout the cosmos, leaving no room for any reusable energy or heat to burst into existence. Processes that consume energy would literally cease. In other words, our freaking sun would die. <laughs> like... Our sun would just everything, and not just our sun, all suns. That would be the end of the known universe. How about number six? <laughs> yeah, you wish. Uh-uh. You're going to have to come back to more for that episode, folks.
Yeah, that's right. The other half of the list is coming tomorrow. Hope you guys are enjoying 31 Days of Halloween. And I hope the world don't end so you can find out how the world will end tomorrow. <laughs> Take care, guys.